This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Monday, September the 27th. Hope you had a good weekend. And we are going to start with the very latest on the shortage of drivers that's affecting supplies of fuel at petrol stations across Kent, which in turn has led to panic buying and long delays approaching forecourts. Many of you have been blaming the media and we are going to have more on that in just a moment. But first, a reminder as to why this has happened. Well, over the past few months, we've been warned there just aren't enough lorry drivers in Britain. In fact, estimates say we need around 100,000 more than we've currently got. That huge shortage has led to delays in supplies of food to our supermarkets, parcels to our homes and, as we saw from last Thursday, petrol to the pumps. It was BP who first put out a statement four days ago. This is what it said. We are experiencing some fuel supply issues at some of our retail sites in the UK and unfortunately have therefore seen some sites temporarily closed due to a lack of both unleaded and diesel grades. These have been caused by some delays in the supply chain, which has been impacted by the industry-wide driver shortage across the UK, and there are many actions being taken to address the issue. After a weekend of what can only be described as chaos, government ministers are meeting to discuss what to do next. We already know that competition rules for the fuel industry are being suspended temporarily to help secure supply. The business secretary has been meeting with industry leaders and has agreed to allow them to work together to prioritise deliveries to the areas most in need. And five thousand foreign truckers are being allowed to work in Britain temporarily. So how has it been affecting some of you then? First up, I've been speaking to Nigel Jackson, who is chair of the Medway Licensed Taxi Drivers Association. Um, well, the drivers are struggling to get fuel, but fortunately, you know, I haven't heard any reports personally of anyone not being able to get any at present. But obviously the, the situation with people queuing at petrol stations, and you can't blame them for that because obviously they're queuing there for a reason to get fuel because they need it. Um, it's causing gridlock in Medway, which obviously then means we can't move around, which then for means we can't provide the service that, that is required. Yeah, very, very difficult situation. And obviously for your drivers, it's, it's their livelihood. If they're not able to pick up as many fares, they're not making as much money. Absolutely. I mean, the, 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 the economic side of it is, is, is a tough one. We're just recovering from the pandemic like everyone else is. Um, it's been an incredibly tough 18 months. Um, we're just trying to get back on our feet and obviously this this is not helping um, but it's something hopefully that will just be a blip and, and resolve itself within the next few days hopefully. Had you had kind of any warning that maybe something like this would happen? Had you heard, I presume your drivers are in and out of garages quite regularly, had they heard that supplies were slowing down because of the driver shortage? Um, there's, there's actually no no feedback at all from the garages on, on that or, or, or through the association to myself that there has been or there will be a shortage. It's just the, the, the massive panic of, of People thinking, right, okay, I need fuel for Monday morning. We all need to go out and get some. And everyone's gone at the same time and bought fuel, which has caused the problem. There is, for example, one of our colleagues has has taken the weekend off work because of contract agreements this week for for school runs, for example. They managed to get fuel on on Friday. Brilliant. But they were then worried that if they worked the weekend, they then wouldn't be able to fulfil that contract on Monday morning. And obviously... Um, the school runs are for, for vulnerable and disabled children, etc. And if these kids can't get to school, it, it drastically affects their education. Yeah, absolutely. But that driver has missed out on extra 
extra wages, as you say, after an already incredibly difficult year. Yeah, it's very frustrating. But at the end of the day, um, the, the, the service levels we are providing are, are have been reduced, so to speak. Um, there is a concern from my point of view, um, regardless of loss of income. That, that's that's one side of the story. But on the on the larger effect, um, we do contracts run for for Medway Hospital, for example, to run blood from hospital to hospital. If we can't fulfil that contract, there's a, there's an implication, there's a knock-on effect with that similar to with the other contracts we do for patient transport. But for example, if we can't get someone to their dialysis appointment, um, that's, that's incredibly worrying because that individual is, 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 is ill, needs that treatment, and we are there to provide a service. Nigel, they're obviously very concerned about fulfilling their contracts and making sure drivers don't miss out on wages. He says if it continues for much longer, he will be writing to the government calling for taxi drivers to be classed as emergency workers. He will also be talking about this on The Lowdown on our Facebook Live tonight from 6. If you have any questions or comments to make, then do post them while the programme is on. Let's hear now from Charles Cardos, who lives in Gillingham. He's an Uber driver driver and also owns logistics company CNF Deliveries. He's been telling Ollie how he's been hit on both fronts. It's quite difficult. Yeah, that's why I'm home now <laughs> because we can't find any fuel. The thing is, because my car, the petrol, is not diesel car. It's absolutely driver have a diesel car at the moment. We can't find any diesel. My wife have a diesel car. We can't find a diesel. She have to use my car because it's petrol. But at the moment, we don't have anything like Medway in Gillingham, especially in Gillingham, only one station working is a Tesco. There's a big Tesco next to the roundabout, next to the state. Only that one's heavy, like, still have a feel. So right now you're stuck at home and you're not earning any money. You're not able to accept any jobs. Yeah, I can't do anything. At the moment, I can't do anything because I have a very low feel at the moment. Yeah, if you go to the queue now, we spend about an hour or two to find a feel. If they run off, I have to come back and use my my little feel having still have it in the car I have to drop the kids in the school pick up the kids from the school at the moment i'm safe that just do all the family transportation like kids family wife if you need anything i still have a couple of few in the car to drive when it comes to say for example in two or three days time four days time we're still looking at the same issues with the same shortages around gillingham and medway areas um, I mean, would you consider kind of trying to drive further afield to tank up your car so you can actually start accepting Uber jobs? Yeah, if we're having a few again, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fine. But the thing is, because the difficulty is, is for the fuel, Uber put the price higher. Because normally the, the local journey, like for three miles, they charge, I think Uber charged them six pounds. By now, for three miles, they charge 25, 30 pounds, 40 pounds. That's because they don't feel, because it is not high demand. It's high demand for the driver, but it's not driver available because it's no future work. So, so moving on to the logistics side of things, do you want to talk a little bit about um, the struggles that you're having this morning in terms of trying to, to get deliveries to places with your logistics company? I have four normally. Today I have just one. So does and that mean still... potentially num- a lot of people won't be getting their parcels today? No, all the parcels are going to be delayed, 100%. All the parts have got to be delayed. It had been suggested the army could be drafted in to make sure deliveries of fuel were made, but the government insists there's no need for that option just yet. Instead, the Environment Secretary has blamed people for buying fuel when they don't need it. And someone who was very much on the wrong end of the petrol crisis over the weekend was Fair Fuel UK founder Howard Cox. He's been explaining to Lucy what happened. Well, it uh, all started uh, about 72 hours ago when... uh, I got a phone call and someone said, um, have you got any petrol for sale? They called me and I said, pardon? I said, no, I'm not a garage. He says, 
well, yes, you are. You're on Google Maps. I said, you're kidding me. And uh, anyway, I put the phone down and just thought, OK, I'll, I'll look at that until I think it was just be one phone call. Uh, 30 seconds later, another one and about 15 more in the next 20, 30 minutes. Um, obviously, people were just trying to find where they can fill up and they someone had actually hacked into my Google Maps account, uh, which has got my uh, home address on it, which is actually I've always been transparent about my address being the home for Fairfield UK. And it's got my number, telephone number on there as well, which is also on the website. And this person that somehow had hacked in there and put a picture of a BP garage uh, with my uh, name under it. And so and if you looked on Google Maps, it says like restaurants or banks or or cash machines and garages. Uh, you just have to hover over the map and you'll see that uh, where I live was a petrol garage or uh, allegedly there was one. Um, I had another 40 or 50 calls after that. I think about a total of about 70. I've had two or three this morning. It's it's dying a death now, but it took me two to three hours uh, to actually get Google to take it off. And that's one of the hardest problems. If you are hacking by these things, you just cannot get in contact with Google to sort this out. Why do you think someone has, has done this to you? <laughs> well, for some reason, the very much mil militant environmentalists and militant cyclists, and, and I want to put this on record now, I'm pro cleaning the environment pro cleaning clean air and I'm also very proactive transport like cycling um, the militant cyclists just simply hate the internal combustion engine and they see me as a, a easy target to have a go at because of my um, media representation and uh, 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 representation in terms of actually the campaign for actually helping UK's 37 million drivers um, and I'm fair game it seems and uh, by these people and it's very unnerving very upsetting um, there's no need for it. I wasn't hurt by it in terms of physically, but, you know, it wasted my day. It, and, you know, I, I did, all I did is put a tweet out and say, why do this? So let's work together to try and bridge the divide and try and challenge the government's road user transport strategies, which fundamentally are wrong. We all agree that we need to share the road space and please can we find the best way to do it? But no, they just want to attack it because they hate diesel and petrol. There's even more on this as the ambulance service that covers Kent urges drivers to only buy the fuel they need. CCAM say they're monitoring the situation and want the public to be sensible. Police and fire crews in the county say their reserves are stocked and it's business as usual. But some Kent football clubs have had this week's matches cancelled because of the situation. Folkestone Invicta and Margate were due to play in the Isthmian Premier League tomorrow, but the games have been postponed. The Isthmian South Southeast matches between Faversham and Hythe, Herne Bay and Ramsgate and Sittingbourne and Whitstable are also set to be rescheduled. Well, on our socials today, we've been asking how the panic buying has affected your day. On Facebook, Romina says, it's not. I don't really need fuel to get around. I can walk. So I'm leaving my car on a quarter full so the guys that need it can fill up. I would normally have filled up when it went under half a tank, but I personally don't need to. So here's one person that won't be in the queue. Liz Price has added, had to cancel a work appointment in Essex as I only have a quarter of a tank. Amanda Jane says, luckily I work from home, but I coach youth sport and can't get there tonight as my tank is empty and there is nowhere near me with any diesel. Some reasonable comments there then. We have had a huge number blaming the media. Apparently, we've overegged the situation and caused the panic buying. Now, earlier, you heard the statement that was released by BP, and that was released before any news organisations reported on petrol stations having to close. 
So what if we hadn't told you about delivery problems then? Would you have preferred us to keep quiet? Ian Carter is editorial director of Iliff Media, the parent company of KM Media Group, which publishes Kent Online. Well, thanks ever so much for being on the podcast, Ian. Firstly, what's your reaction to the backlash the media have been getting over the weekend then? I think the fact that many people have been looking to blame the media for the fuel shortages is predictable and it's understandable, but it's still nonetheless incredibly frustrating. It's a classic case of, to use a cliche, shooting the messenger. Uh, you know, the media weren't the first people to highlight the fact there were problems with the supply lines. That actually came from BP, who put a statement on their website on September the 24th, saying that they were short of supplies and some garages may have to close. At that point, it's really hard for the media. It's an incredibly difficult story to report on without exacerbating the problem. But by the same time, you can't ignore the fact it's happening. You can't self-censor. I don't think people would appreciate the media not publishing stories because we thought the information might be something that they would not use sensibly or they might react to in a way that makes the problem worse. Now, we do allow comments on the vast majority of our stories. And let's be honest, we take on the chin a fair bit of abuse. Why do you think it's important to set the record straight with this particular story? I think it was important to put the story straight on this particular issue where we wouldn't normally get involved because... The narrative was such that the media were being seen as the sole people to blame for the fuel shortage. And I think that's an absolutely ridiculous situation to be in. There are many complex reasons behind the shortages. You know, it's partly Brexit. It's the pandemic. It's the fact that lorry drivers do a rather thankless job for not a huge amount of money. And all those have created a perfect storm where we've got the scenes that we see now on the forecourts. What I do know is that the people who are writing the stories, recording the bulletins, they're not the ones to blame for the crisis. And I think it's completely wrong for the media to be seen as the full guys. Thanks ever so much, Ian. You can also read Ian's comment on this at kentonline.co.uk, where we will keep you updated on this story. You can hear bulletins on our sister radio station, KMFM. You can follow our new Kent Fuel Info Group on Facebook. Kent tonight will be on KMTV from 5.30. And as I mentioned, you can watch the lowdown on our Facebook Live from 6 this evening. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street Maidstone. There is other news going on today and dozens of arrests have been made on part of the M25, which has been blocked by climate protesters for the sixth time in a fortnight. After disrupting traffic at the Port of Dover on Friday, dozens of demonstrators from Insulate Britain gathered near Heathrow Airport in West London. Now, that breaches a High Court injunction granted last week, meaning those involved could be jailed. Craig Scudder from the group says they won't stop until the government listens. There is going to be wave after wave of protesters willing to spend time in prison because this is an issue that is not going away. We love our children and we know our responsibilities. And if you won't stand up and do the right thing, then we will. This is the biggest threat that humanity has ever faced. Our own Climate Change Committee in their last report, said the government are going to miss their own targets by 80%. Now, every morning when I wake up, I think I'm in the upside-down world. What is going on that only a 1,000 hardened activists are fighting against this? Everyone in the country's future is at stake. Everybody should be with us on this. You do not treat the symptom. You treat the disease, 
The disease here is government inaction. I also spoke to Craig on the podcast on Friday. If you want to hear more about why they're carrying out this action, listen back to that episode. A teenager's in hospital with potentially life-changing injuries after falling onto a live rail during an attack at a Kent railway station. The 16-year-old boy is said to have been targeted by a group of young men who also stole his girlfriend's bag at Westgate-on-Sea station last night. A 16-year-old boy has been arrested. Firefighters have now left the scene of a huge blaze at a business park in Sittingbourne. It broke out at the Eurolink Industrial Estate on Saturday evening. We're told no one was hurt, although it's not known yet how it started. You can see pictures and video at Kent Online. A multi-storey car park in Ashford Town Centre that was suddenly closed is now set to reopen. The Park Mall site, which has 300 spaces, was shut last week after NCP decided to no longer run it. The council says it will take over operations and allow parking there again once repairs are carried out. A driver's been caught going at 125 miles per hour on the A2 near Gravesend. He was pulled over by an unmarked police cart last night and claimed he was being chased, which officers say wasn't true. Kent Online reports. A community support bus has been launched on the Isle of Sheppey to help disadvantaged families. The double-decker vehicle will go around the island each week, offering fresh food on the bottom floor, while there'll be staff upstairs to give advice on things like money and relationships. Steve Chalk, who's the founder of Oasis Academy says it's about giving everyone an equal opportunity. We can't continue as we are, where some have and some don't have. And the pandemic, of course, has magnified all of this. We've all been in the same storm, as everyone says, but not in the same boat. A lot of people haven't had a boat. Well, this bus, the Sheppey Support Bus, is part of that levelling up agenda or process. It's a social supermarket. What's a social supermarket? Downstairs it's a supermarket. It's um, it's a 21st century version of cooperatives. In other words, you can become a member of this supermarket. Fresh food as well as tin food and all of the products that you need. You pay a monthly membership fee and then get food at much cheaper prices than you could get anywhere else but you're paying it's about leveling up it's about you belonging and your ownership and then upstairs there's going to be opportunities for support and guidance around money management around employment around housing around relationships around health and this bus is going to be uh, in the towns and villages around uh, the Isle of Sheppey every single week. A Kent artist whose work has sold for millions of pounds has submitted plans for a new home studio. The workspace will be built in the garden of his Tenterden home and feature a laser-cut aluminium facade. Inside the studio will be a double-height work area with a huge door to allow finished pieces to be brought in and out. And at Kent Online, you can see some of the stamps designed by Kent children for a Royal Mail competition. Five of the finalists for the Heroes of the Pandemic campaign are from the county. They've been chosen for more than 600,000 entries aiming to pay tribute to key workers. Kent Online Sport. Cricket first and Kent's Tammy Beaumont scored a century for England's women as they won their final one-day international match against New Zealand. They wrapped up a 4-1 series win in Canterbury yesterday. And in football, it was a point for Gillingham at the weekend as they drew one all at Oxford United. Midfielder Alex McDonald got the equaliser for the Jills against his former side. Manager Steve Evans spoke to us after the match. We were taken aback by the start. I think it's a defensive error between Max and Jack. I think I think it still can be treated by the market 
picking my Matty Taylor up or not and I think both have just said they think both have done it and they've obviously they've not done it but when you see Exford score after three or four minutes and, and we go back to here a couple of years ago when we were three down in no time at all then we've we've learnt a lot of lessons from then and I think we showed a, a lot of resilience um, I don't think Jamie said he said one save of not when the boy jumps into him near the end and heads it out of his hands which is a foul but the referee doesn't give it but um, I thought we showed good character to, to be a, a goal behind so quickly Alan McDonald is a great strike and yet they have a tendency to sit off the game when they got 11 men behind the ball and they did that and it broke to Mac and it's a, it's a really good strike I think second half you always expect Oxford to have a bit of the ball I, I, apart from the one where he's headed out of Jamie's hands I don't remember too many opportunities that they've really created that, that we shouldn't be dealing with and I'm really disappointed with the referee today. I think it's a handball right at the death. I think Carl Dempsey is trying to kind of perhaps played the ball quicker and sooner. Um, a bit more pace in it. I think Carl then is on it and, and naturally finishes. I think then he slips. There's a couple of ricochets. The boys in all fours on the ground. I think it's a handball. I think it's a clear penalty not given. Um, but we weren't going to get that today when I looked at the overall decisions of the referee. I just said to him that I was really disappointed with the lack of... Um, Phil was giving to my strikers, particularly for Dean Oliver. He's got absolutely battered every time the ball's gone up to him, and he's not. I think he's probably a couple of fouls in the whole game. The result leaves the Jills two places and one point above the League One relegation zone in 19th in the table. They travel to take on Cambridge United tomorrow night. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. To do it, just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. BlueButterfly.co.uk